This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drive it. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And it's Friday. Well, technically it's Wednesday, but it's Friday for you. And we don't we have to announce that. You know? Answering your calls. For all they know, we record. It's live. They know it's not live. <laughs> <laughs> they know. If you came to our show last night, hope it was good uh, because we haven't uh, done it yet. <laughs> I'm sure it was wonderful. If you are in New York and you either went to the show last night or you haven't been to a show yet or you've been to a show a while ago and you're like, that was really fun. I'd love to go to another one. We have two more shows. One is in July. One is in August. You should come. Yeah, you should come. They're a lot of fun. They're so much fun. They're uh, a lot They're of fun. both going to be exclusively about Westworld, which is exciting for you and us. <laughs> Do not promise that. <laughs> Do you know Westworld season finale is like next week or some shit? Yeah, it's Sunday. I can't wait. I'm so happy. I'm Did you see the, the, the trailer for it? I was no, like, I, haven't even I don't watched even know last what's... I haven't watched last week's episode because oh, I we almost... didn't have to do it. <laughs> I almost texted you about it because I was like, wow, I can't believe. Spoiler. But I didn't. Although, who cares? Even Would you have been mad at me had I spoiled it for no, you? No. I literally am immune to spoilers about Westworld. I'm like, it could be real. It could be fake. I don't even trust that you even know what you're watching anymore. So if you <laughs> spoiled it, I'd be like, do you even know that to be true? Did you hear the call about Celia Ward? Because Celia Ward's on Westworld. She is as what? She's Ed Harris's wife. Oh, oh, but like, and so there's a whole flashback about like what happened. Celia Ward is like early aughts law procedural who, yeah, and nineties, right? Most iconic. True. Josh was like, I don't know how I could tell exactly what he, he was like. Why do I recognize her? What is she from? And I was like, she's Harrison Ford's dead wife in The Fugitive. And he was like, Ah, yep, that's it. <laughs> First call. I'm exceptionally late for work, listening to the podcast. And I started screaming, like, I just have to call and let you guys know. Brody was invited to Kim's wedding. He did not, he was not given a plus one. And he was like, well, I'm going to bring my girlfriend. And Kim's like, no, you're not. Because I don't know your girlfriend. And we're not having any randos at our wedding. Sorry, your girlfriend's not invited. So Brody was like, fine then. I'm not going to the wedding. Now, Brody is such a who that I don't know if that girlfriend is his now wife or what, but that was why Brody was not, did not go to Kim's wedding. He was invited. He just did not go because his girlfriend of the time, maybe wife now, who knows, didn't Google it, did not cook did not get invited and was not invited and would not be able to come with him. And if he brought her, they would have to deal with Kanye and his security. And I don't know what that means. And I don't really care because Kanye is canceled. But that is that for y'all. And I'm sure many people who watched the Kardashians at the time and were very much into it will tell you that. Because if there's one thing I remember, it is the Kim and Kanye wedding. Kardashian episode. The Thorn, Bella Thorn. Bye. I forgot about that. I knew that I forgot it. Helpful clarification. Thank you. Is um, it worse to not get invited or to get invited but without the plus one for your girlfriend? 
and then be denied. I think the plus not get invited. <laughs> I think not get invited. I don't know. I feel like getting invited and then not getting a plus one to your sister's wedding, your stepsister's wedding. Oh, sister's wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah. If it's family, you get a plus one. But plus ones are tricky business. But if it's family, you get a plus one. No, no. I don't mean in general to some stranger. I mean to your sister's wedding. And she's like, you don't get a plus one. I don't even trust you to not bring a random, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're definitely gonna bring a random. I don't need a random at my wedding. But I mean, truly, the the biggest indignity is that it wasn't even a random. It was the woman that he eventually married. He would marry, and then Kim would not go to their wedding. It was yeah, it's it's an Kim indignity. Kim didn't know. I think. Kim didn't know. Also, I don't I, give Kim the benefit of the doubt on this one. I don't want to give Kim the benefit of the doubt. I'm just wondering what the process is for someone that rich and important. Like how many how many levels does your guest list go through before the invites go out the door? You know, like Kim makes the original one, Kim and Kanye. Then how many people does it pass before they're like, yep, yep, no, Kim, maybe you should second guess this. Like how many people advised her on that guest list? I'm sure several. I'm sure maybe she was like, question mark when it comes to plus one, like you decide. And they were like, "Mm -mm, don't give it to him, Kim. Like I I have a feeling. Like Chris, like sitting there? Chris, no, honestly, Chris, anyone else? Chris is like sitting there licking every envelope just because like for that personal touch to get some of that de- <laughs> get some of that original Kardashian DNA on each and every. Just in case they check, mail. she wants people to know that she's that involved. <laughs> she's that involved. They might do a DNA test. Um, okay, next, next call. call. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. This is Amy from Long Beach, and I'm calling you once again, even though I know you probably won't play my call, but I thought it would be important to let you know in case you didn't already notice. That uh, Casa Zeta Jones posted three times today, which is exactly how many other times they have previously posted. So they have literally six Instagram posts. And I was kind of wondering why I was getting these random like photos of beds and sheets in my feed, and then I actually stopped to take a look at the account, and that's who it is. Anywho, just thought you'd like to be the first to want, first ones to know. Bye. So, Catherine Zeta-Jones, excuse me, Casa Zeta-Jones has a brand new line of hideous home goods. <laughs> well, what's funny is that when this launched, I remember us talking about it and we were obsessed with the fact that there was only three Instagrams and they were like a grid, but like a horizontal grid where like she's lying on a couch and she's like cut off at both arms because the arms are like continued and the rest yes. of the grams on either side. So The like, joke was that they were like, hey, Catherine, we need a square photo. And she was like, no, you're getting one. <laughs> you're getting one one it's gonna be long and so she never (laughs) finished the grid like the grid just remained until literally thank you so much caller yesterday or the day before i'm not sure when she called in yesterday three more pictures appear they are not in a grid form which is interesting um they are but they are three because they have to maintain captain zeta jones's body at the bottom right because she can't have her body the thing about the thing about doing artsy stuff with like fun you know three photo grid moments is that you have to post in threes otherwise you're fucked otherwise captain zeta jones is an she would be like one of those magic tricks with the guy with the girl gets her head cut off and the head's Mm -hmm. like over here and the legs are over here you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she's like her arm is like up in the top left and like her legs are like bottom right whatever um the new three photos are of her pillow bedding line um (laughs) two are like it's it's like extraordinarily (laughs) ugly like not like oh haha it's ugly it's like (laughs) i've been looking at this for hours and it's still just completely messing it's like me offensive up. the one that's truly the most offensive is like a bed and then at the end of the bed there are just two huge chairs and a table in between them but it's like usually like if you're if you're you know if you if you got a huge house if you're 
doing pretty well and you have like an enormous master bedroom, it's not uncommon for there to be a sitting area in your bedroom. You know, but like, why is it? Like, but why is it at the foot of the bed? <laughs> It makes it impossible to even access the bed. Right, like, why would you sit there? What are you looking at? <laughs> what are you, what, like, you're so close to the bed, and you're not in the bed or on the bed. You're just sitting in a chair in front of the bed. Anyways. Also, I, it, it, it almost goes without saying, but I think it needs to be repeated, because I'm sure we mentioned it before. Captain Zeta-Jones does not, like, there's no way she keeps these on her own beds for more than know? it takes to have a photo. There's no way these are quality enough for Captain Zeta-Jones. They're cheap-ish, you know? She's selling them on QVC. They are like 10 payments of like $1.99. So you're right. They're probably not the quality that Zeta keeps on her own sheets. But she I probably keeps say, them on her in, her in her in her son's bedroom. I'm sure he didn't change them. Remember when she redecorated her son's bedroom? <laughs> this absurd placement of the chairs, though, is probably <laughs> her setup. It's all sold on QVC, and every every hideous thing you see in her line, you can buy on QVC. And she puts in the work. She designs it. She helps like consult. She has this video on here about how she's like, well, when I'm out on when I'm not shooting something, when I'm not on film, I need a, a, a creative outlet. So what's her creative outlet? Making ugly pillows. You know, who cares? But there's this video of her introducing her new bedroom line that I guess we're going to play a clip of here, but it begins. Let me just, (laughs) it made me sob. Here we go. Just going to play it again. Do you know how many hours you spend sleeping? Way too much. So do it in style, I say. Do it in comfort and make it pretty. Wait, what? I do? Do you know how many hours you spend sleeping? Pause. Way too much. She wait, doesn't even have a number. Wait, literally, that's the opposite of like what humans would say, though. No, I know. And also, her point, the, what you should do in instances like this, like Casper, like Casper ads are like, you spend a third of your life in bed. It should be a comfortable place. Like every bed company says, you spend eight hours a day in bed. You spend a third of your life. She's doing the wrong thing. It's she's the like easiest statistic. She's like mixing up the cliche, which is like what I would do. Like she's, instead of saying like, you spend a lot of time in your bed, it should be comfortable. She's saying people sleep too much, but that's not true. <laughs> people actually don't sleep too much. And that's like what the other selling point would be. It's like, you don't sleep enough. Like, why is your bed not comfortable for you? Basically, Catherine's getting all of this wrong, but I think she's probably raking in the dough. Because... Well, did you see her? She was in the news this week. For other reasons, too. She told the Daily Mirror that she has had enough of being modest and won't apologize for her (laughs) fortune, looks, and talent. Didn't you see this? Yes. This is actually unbelievable. She said to the Daily Mirror, which is insane, she said... One thing I'm not is humble anymore. I'm sick of being humble. I really am. So I'm sorry I'm rich. I'm sorry I married a movie star. I'm so sorry I'm not so bad looking. Oh, my God. My favorite thing about that is that she says, I'm sorry I married a movie star. Catherine, you're a movie star. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. that's bigger. You're the star. It's wow. it's the reboot of Excuse My Beauty, okay? It's Excuse My Beauty 2018. It's I love it. It's just unbelievable that she told this to the mirror. Like, that's just that's just wild. And she's just like, I'm I'm not sorry for being beautiful and married to a movie I'm star. I'm sorry I'm beautiful. I'm sorry I'm married to a movie star. I'm sorry I have the most amazing bedding in the world. I'm sorry I put chairs in front of my bed. I'm sorry I always drape myself on a couch. I'm sorry I only take horizontal photos. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's next a lot to be call. sorry for. She, <laughs> ne- oh, uh, oh, before we move on, I wanted to point out that the first comment on... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those photos is someone just tagging Who Weekly, which of course. is I mean, the most the, wonderful thing to we see. We are like the number one audience for like three new Catherine uh, Zeta-Joan photos. The first comment. I, yeah. 
Hey, who weekly? Long time, second time. Did I do that backwards? I don't. Whatever. I'm rolling around as one does when they're avoiding chores, and it turns out that Tanache and her boyfriend broke up, and instead of deleting the pictures of them on Instagram. She just went back and edited all the captions. So in a picture of the two of them posted as a happy couple, it now just says, was fun while it lasted, or LOL in another picture of them posed together. Is this the best thing or the hooiest? thing of all time to refuse to delete a picture of yourself. Yummy pop scar, Joe. Well, it's just like great because Instagram now has the archive feature so you could easily just like just disappear the photos very Mm -hmm. simply. You don't even have to delete them. You could just like disappear them. Um, I think this is like genius and I think this is a really good use of technology. Yes. And I and Shawnee and Amina brought it up during Who Dat. It's like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a punishment for her because their relationship ended, you know? Like, she looks good in the photos. She doesn't want to delete them. Yeah, so why I just not? love that she changed. The thing is, I don't remember what the captions were before, obviously, but just the one that says lol is so funny. Well, one of them was specific, was like specifically um, included like love language. Oh, yikes. Yeah, like hearts and the word love. So I think okay, well, that may have been the lol one. I just love it, was it just so says, romantic. Lol. <laughs> lol. Yeah. Like she was reading her old captions and responding to them. Cold is really funny. There's one that just says cold. But I I I'm 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 happy that she did this. It's, it's always funny. she turned something like this very cliche sad thing for people to do in in modern times, which is to delete all evidence of the relationship from yeah, social into media a cute, into a funny, funny thing. thing. And it gives her like personality. Like when was the last time Tinashe like had personality to you? Like this is like very <laughs> when she was of... on the fire truck, when right. she was on the fire truck. <laughs> that was last year. Thing. That was a yeah. full year ago. Yeah. But she didn't want to do that song too. No, the last time she had personality was when she revealed she hated the best song that she's ever recorded. I know. That was a true, <laughs> that was a true blow to our ego, to be real. That really dampens the flame for Flame Fridays to come. Hello. This is my second time calling about my favorite who that I follow on Instagram, Jenny Mollen. Her latest notable post is her cover in her pajamas with some very large wet stain running down half of her body, to which she captioned something like, they always say to cover the penis when you change a diaper. Uh, she's very funny. She's married to Jason Biggs, that hooey actor from Orange is the New Black, and has people like Chelsea Handler comment on her photos, and I have no idea who she is, but she makes me laugh almost every day, and... I want to know more about her. Thank you. Good form, Bella. Well, thank you for <laughs> calling twice about this woman. Twice? <laughs> and calling Jason Biggs the actor from Orange is the New Black and not from American Pie. <laughs> he probably, like, paid him to, to say that, I feel. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is Jenny Mullen's brother or something. <laughs> calling twice about Jim, my, my uh, friend, uh, my favorite know, ever uh, person, Jenny my favorite ever person. She, Jenny Mullen, she's just 
a comedian writer slash kind of sometimes actor the most like the most iconic quote unquote not even like in the true sense of the word thing she did was she wrote a blog about when she hired jason biggs a hooker and then every tabloid like lost their mind because that's like yes crazy got a book deal off of that Um, and she wrote two funny books uh that were both pretty popular that were both pretty popular um (laughs) what else is there now she has kids and does kid humor she sort of did uh she was sort of like busy 1.0. Like busy sort of perfected what she does really well. I mean, yeah. busy sort of perfected what Jenny Mullen started doing, busy which is more famous than Jenny. Yeah. Um, but she was sort of like this just like funny Instagram vlogger, but she did it before stories existed, which is mm-hmm. kind of why it's like she was too early in she doing what she did. She reminds me who's the other woman that people always call about who's a Kelly lot like Oxford. Jenny yes. Mm-hmm. But Kelly Oxford is I think more um a little more deep into the Hollywood scene, whereas Jenny is is an author mm. first. No, and, well, she was an actress first. No, I know, but she, what I'm saying but is now, now, now yeah. she's an author first. Now she's a comedian or whatever. And first. Kelly Oxford once is an actress. She was in uh, the Disaster Artist. She does okay. more like TV. Okay. Um, I just think well, that if you if you started... compared them, if you compared them both, I feel like both of them would get annoyed. Like well, Jenny both, would probably say, "I'm both... not Kelly Oxford." Started from different places. What I more why I compare them is they both do a lot of mommy humor, and they're mm-hmm. both like funny people that I think like did really well on Twitter when Twitter was mostly Early jokes Twitter. and not terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. I don't know. Jason Biggs and Jenny Mullen met on the set of 2008's My Best Friend's Girl, in which Jenny played Colleen, the new girl, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Well, it's also just like people like to see kind of realness cute real cute relationships but kind of like tmi realness in terms of like celebrities and what they do and she is very good at providing that and i don't think jason biggs even gives a shit so it's like kind of nice you know that that she's like sharing all their all their stuff hey guys uh short time short time i know there's probably way more pressing news right now but uh serious question why is jason raz super super lame um, I don't know if you heard about his new song to the LGBTQ community called I Am By Your Side, B-I. I am B-I by your side. Um, it's a lame song, but mostly, like, it's just weird because he, I don't think has ever said that he's bi or anything, so it just feels like too, blah, I don't know. Okay, why is this nice? Super duper lame. All right. Cool. The form bell's going. Bye. I, Lindsay, I don't know what to make of this. I, I mean, Jason, Jason Raz, as the caller said, is one of the corniest pop stars that we've ever had. I mean, he um, like has a fedora glued to his head. This yeah, is like yeah, this he's, guy. He's corny. Like it, 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 it is as believable to me that Jason Mraz would be a straight person expressing allyship in the most over-the-top way possible by saying, I am by your side, be by your side, as it is for me to believe that Jason Mraz would come out in a song by saying, I am by your side. Because both are corny. Right. And I have I don't think there's any way of knowing until he says anything. In a way, there's a very thin line for me between thinking that Jason Mraz is extremely straight and he's bisexual. Like, that mm-hmm. to me is like... I could believe either one very easily. Oh, yeah. If There's... you were like, oh, he's never um, looked at a man in his life, or he's like <laughs> loving being bisexual, I'd be like, both of those are very rational for Jason Mraz. Yeah, I, uh, 
neither one would shock me in the least. Um, it's very typical Jason Mraz behavior. He, but he did say in this interview that you posted here, which appears to be from Vulture. That looks no, like no, Vulture. no, 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 like, no. Vulture. No, this is from a website called PrideSource.com. Are you kidding oh, me? I'm sorry. Vulture's the, not like. <laughs> the Vulture's font, not like. Font, are you bisexual? <laughs> uh, I remember you. I recall you saying that sexuality is fluid and that everyone is somewhat bisexual. Have you changed your mind? Are you still keeping your options open? And he said, "Yeah, I'm becoming more of my options. I'm keeping more of my options these days. The older I get, the more fearless I become. That's not to say I'm absolutely fearless. Long pause. This is Long pause. sus." Man, I should really be careful with my words, especially with this question. So, uh, yeah, who knows? He's, so, Jason Mraz is, I don't know. You're right, because this could just be like an allies version could, of being like, man, whatever anyone wants, yes, man. Like, whatever, man. That reads, because that answer reads as, I'm an ally and I just suggested the wrong thing, oops. Or, I'm bisexual and I'm not ready to actually come out, oops. Debating whether Jason Mraz is bisexual is one of the worst things we've probably done in this podcast. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> We're not even debating. We're just saying, I don't know. I'd rather go back to talking about, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones' pillows, like, you know, than figure out whether Jason Mraz is bisexual. What's his song? The one about the friend that died? Not I'm Yours. The sad one. The first single. Why are we, why are we still doing this? Um, there's one where he's like, is the memory, is the uh, the, the remedy, the remedy. The is remedy. that it? Yeah. yeah. That, the song, The Remedy. Oh. Isn't wow. it the, about his, about a friend who either died or... Yeah, that's weird. That was his song, right? The Remedy? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I just sang it from memory, so clearly it's got to be the song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I... Here we go. This is exactly... This is why I brought it up, because it was the bridge from the song, and I found the lyrics, and I'm saying that they support our Bisexuality. assertion that we have no idea. No. Oh. <laughs> they just they just show that he's been um, vague ever since he started, which was, what, 2001? Okay. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. The bridge, I will not sing it. When I fall in love, I take my time. There no, There's no need to hurry when I'm making up my mind. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Vague or just terribly written? No, I'm just saying vague. It's both. It's both. It's both. <sighs> he won't worry his life away. He won't worry his life away. Next call. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, long time, long time. Uh, question for both of you. I uh, really want you guys to do an episode, or at least a section of an episode, on prominent zamps. Bobby, you're the one who invented the zamp, and we haven't really had an official episode, or like, I don't know, we haven't talked about the top zamp. Like, I'm thinking people like Tokyo Styles, Alonzo Arnold, uh, Malibu Dollface, all the all the social media influencers slash hairdressers that have like 1.5 million followers. They have people like Nicki Minaj following them, and Kim, and Cardi, and all all the fucking them. They all get their hair done by like the same eight people. And if we could talk about them, I think that would be fun. Okay, um, chocolate is salad. Wow. Oh, what a great send-off. Thank I you for using that. I wasn't expecting a throwback so far. Um, this is a great idea. Uh, I think we're just going to ha- do have to do a full episode on vamps. You're right. We yeah. haven't talked about In the near future. Maybe yeah. in July. Why not? We can do what we want. Maybe next episode. I don't know. Stay tuned. Let's not make any promises. At okay. some point in time. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. It's a really you. good idea. Here yeah. we go. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. I watched a really iconic film, Set It Up, from Netflix. 
last night, and I wanted to know a few things. Number one, are Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs thems? I think they are. Number two, who is Zoe Ducha and Glenn Powell? Her mom is Leah Thompson, who I think is a them, but maybe not. I don't know who the fuck her dad is. Some guy named Howard. Anyways, just curious. Good for Bella Thorne. Bye. Bobby, did you watch Set It Up? Of course I watched Set It Up. I did watch Set It Up. I um, liked it. I thought it was fun. I liked Set It Up. We've talked about Set It Up. I liked Zoe a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her too. Podcast. I, talk, I liked Zoe a lot. I liked Lucy Liu a whole lot. I thought Lucy Liu was... So good. Wake me up at midnight, but don't startle me. Play a lullaby or something that just slowly increase the volume. Tremendous. I, I, I thought Lucy Liu was like the big surprise of that movie for me because I was like, God, I forgot about Lucy Liu. How but I dare I forget about Lucy but like, Liu? How dare you forget she's good? Like she's always yeah. good. No, yeah. yeah. Um, and Zoe is great. I, I was her. less enamored with Glenn Powell, but he was fine. Glenn Powell could have been played by anyone, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't really him. It wasn't his movie, it was her. And I weirdly just saw Flower, too, which I liked. Remember Flower's that weird movie that was promoted by Kim Kardashian for some reason because the director was like her friend or whatever. Yes, but I never saw it. I liked it. I thought it was kind of fun. But Zoe Deutsch is the star of Set It Up and Set It Up is the new Netflix rom-com that everyone's obsessed with because it's like, the rom-com is back. The rom-com is back, honey. Like does. But I will say, uh, Kissing Booth is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen and Set It Up is very good so i do appreciate yeah, but that also, netflix in their journey to bring back whatever form of the rom-com they see or whatever it's they're doing like both sides of the of the spectrum yeah but if you ask a tween kissing booth is the best rom-com ever made because it's the only one they've ever seen so that's fair honestly so fair but that is one of the worst like offensive movies i've seen in a long time so, so anyway zoe set it up as really briefly it's on netflix it's about like two assistants to like powerful people and they hate their bosses and their lives because they're so busy so they set their bosses up so that their bosses are happier and like in love but then they fall in love in the process easy it's zoe deutsch glenn powell as the two assistants and then you have tay diggs them and lucy lou them as the undeniable thems Funny. Tay Diggs is funny. Lucy Liu, like, outshines him also. But well, she's, like, again, more of the star not? of it, how too. How could you not? But he's also good, too. He's good. No, he's good. He has, like, a lot of funny, like, slapsticky moments. But anyway, Zoe Deutsch like is she's famous. going to be a thing, though. Yes. If she's not going to be a thing, she's certainly being groomed to be a thing. But she's, like, um, good enough to be a thing. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, like, she absolutely. just is. So she is, if you didn't know, this is kind of the fun fact about her, so that she, about her is that she's Leah Thompson's daughter. Leah Thompson, as in famous for Back to the Future, Back to the Future, Caroline in the City, <laughs> Caroline in the City. Um, if you watched on Freeform, Switched at Birth, she's the mm-hmm. mom. She's good, and she has a family full of actresses and writers. One is Zoe, the other is this girl named Madeline, Madeline. her sister. Um, their father, this is another maybe reason, the person who said Howard, he does something. He actually is a director, and he directed Pretty in Pink and uh, The Whole Ten Yards. and The one that they met on, which was some kind of wonderful, which is where he met Leah Thompson. Right, and also many episodes of Young Sheldon and True Blood. So <laughs> he does everything across the border. He has one of those very, 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 very typical but under the radar directing jobs. It's yes. like it's like when people it's like when people go to school to be a director or go to school to be an actor, they have dreams of being like 
supremely famous but then they grow into just like reliably busy all the time all the time all the time even though no one knows their name and that's arguably better like he's doing episodes of csi cyber he's doing episodes of just like every show you've ever seen he's like he has been consistently working for like 30 years which is cool what else do we want to say oh glenn powell he's from austin shout out (laughs) so texas boy i remember him sort of slowly becoming a thing a few years ago and i was like oh texas boy so we've talked about him before and do you know why because of screen queens no i don't remember why because he was dating nina dobrev for a second oh god right 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 you have that here and do you remember that they went to that party at the lake house or something and john stamos was there and everybody was like why is john stamos hanging out with nina dobrev and glenn powell and the answer was that they were all on screen or glenn powell and uh, John Stamos were on Scream Queens mm-hmm. together. That's like another one of his like iconic roles. You said the other one was John Glenn and Hidden Figures. That was sort of a sort of a joke, but it's <laughs> he it's, looks like a guy who would play John Glenn and Hidden Figures. Yes, he's, he's just cast. like hunky. Also, it's sort of a big deal for his career because he got to be in one of the most popular movies of that year, and he's barely in it. Like he's he could say, I think he but won a hero. SAG award. Yeah, but I think he won like a SAG award <laughs> for bar- for like oh, you're in a movie with. Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monet and who the hell oh Taraji and it's like yeah. I want a SAG award but you're John Glenn the only important fact to me about Glenn Powell is that Nina took him to the Huff's um, La La Land themed birthday party remember that he oh, was her date God, to yes. that terrible party where they <laughs> so, dress where, where Derek just, and Julianne yes. dressed as the two romantic leads yeah Yikes. and you were like mm. so yeah Nina took her then boyfriend mm. Glenn Powell who is now um, on the rise he also according to this list that was written when they were dating um has a pet monkey that's all this pet monkey but he had to leave it in texas because they're not allowed in california um maybe that's for the best hi who weekly i'm not usually a colin type of gal but i was shocked absolutely shocked when on the podcast this week you mentioned that rodrigo santoro is a who not a them i'm brazilian and like Lindsay mentioned he's huge in brazil and so i just had to call in and ask are there any brazilians who are thems um, I kind of narrowed it down in maybe three possibilities. There's Sonia Braga, who iconically played Samantha's girlfriend in Sex and the City for like two episodes, Love Bass for some reason. Um, there's Alice Braga, who's Sonia Braga's niece, who's on Queen of the South and was in I Am Legend and I think is going to be in the new X-Men movie. And then also Wagner Moura, who is a Brazilian, but and yet plays Pablo Escobar in, in Netflix's Narcos. So please let me know any Brazilian for them. Thank you so much. It's interesting that you ask this because you named like actually good actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. When when I was like, oh, Brazilian celebrities like Giselle, like I right. I immediately I went straight went, I to models like, too. Oh, Giselle and like Audrey, Adriana Lima or whatever, and like Matthew McConaughey's wife Camila. Like I, these were the women that are listed <laughs> by Google, and also the women that I thought of. You were like, oh no, I'm gonna actually give you some like the names of good actors, like <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like Sonia Bragas and and like who else? Uh, did you uh, name? Wagner Mora, who's like, uh, who, he's on Narcos. Yeah, which I, mean, I haven't I, watched Narcos. I haven't either. And I hate to say, like, he's not a them for sure. And He's not a them in the United States, but And yeah. Sonia Braga is probably about- closer to, like, a character actor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, in yes. terms of, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I did not realize, wait, 
Let me find this. So uh, she mentioned Paulima Gatan, who I did not know her name, but she's in that movie Sin Nombre, which is really good. And the Ooh. reason Sin Nombre was a big deal is because uh, Kerry Fukunaga directed it, wrote and directed it. And that's kind of how he got his start, which is like the reason True Detective exists. It's the reason that like the new It exists because of Sin Nombre. So he... He became the themiest person out of that movie. Um, Alice Braga, I wouldn't even call her... She's still a who here. She's still a who here. I like, know. Queen of the South is sort of big, and she's the star of it, but that's a who show. Yeah. It's unfortunately and, Giselle. Wait, you were saying Giselle got in trouble for something? What was yeah, it? Yeah, Giselle's... I mean, I think Giselle's the biggest Brazilian I know. them in the United States. Yeah. It's like, you only need to say her first name, and, like, people yeah. know that she's Brazilian, too. When like, you're, that's the other thing. Right. When you're mononymous, I think it's it's easy to become a them. Yeah, but anyway, so Giselle... Um, what? What'd you do? You didn't hear what she did? So she was, like, in vogue, and she mentioned that, like... Well, she did 73 things. But she mentioned that she mentioned that Instagram models, like, were... What did she say? She was oh, like, like, they did work that hard. Or it's something. not my generation. I have to be honest about that. I'm older. I'm wiser. If I had to promote myself in the way girls modeling now have to do it, forget it. I wouldn't do it. So everyone came for her and they were like, how dare you? They're real models. They're working hard, blah, blah. So of course, Giselle apologized, but she didn't do it on NotesApp. She typed it in Instagram stories and then she screenshot it and then she tweeted it. Perfect. And Perfect. the apology what else says- would you do? I'm sorry that my words in my most recent Vogue article were misunderstood. My intention was simply to express that I come from an older generation and am not technologically savvy. I admire the younger generation and their skill to manage all the added demand of social media. I certainly never feel that I am wiser than anyone. That's the best line. And I believe that we are all learning. So like the shadiest headlines were like, Giselle, I believe I am not wiser than anyone. But she apologized. People got mad at her. But I feel like Giselle is also sort of untouchable. Like, Giselle is I a mean, lunatic. Also, that's like, that's an insane way to apologize. But it's a good apology. Again, yeah. talking about it's good, good apologies. Good apology. That's a also, good apology. honestly, what is she apologizing for? Like, what are you mad about? Like, any old person is like, looks at social media and is like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, she was getting ahead of people who were going to say, like, Giselle is feuding with Kendall and Kendall Jenner and <laughs> Haley Baldwin. You know, she was just getting ahead of it. And Giselle I think it was smart. Giselle hates Gigi Hadid. Giselle hates. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, boring. Giselle and Tom Brady are just absolute nuts and well did you I, wa- you i keep saying it but you did not watch her 73 things it's no. insane it's wild oh god is it this giselle giselle plays guitar sings bruno mars yes. and attempts a boston accent i yes. will never click that yeah she's no. like wicked awesome <laughs> now what's something you could tell me in the thickest boston accent that you can do wicked awesome <laughs> doesn't she say doesn't she like munchkins didn't we talk about her because she likes munchkins right it's she says she likes munchkins the the best the best thing about giselle currently is that she is from boston now and so she has to like somehow integrate boston things into her life and i at the same time as i feel very bad for her it's also like really funny to imagine her being like going around town like like trying to do Boston things or having to do Boston things. Can I just, okay. <laughs> now that I'm knee deep in this profile, let me read you a few choice quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm not a model, she says. Mm-hmm. Modeling is a job that I do, a career that I've had. It allowed me to see the world and I was well paid for it, but it never defined me. Girl, have a little self-awareness. It's the only thing that defined you. <laughs> Second of all, here's this. <laughs> she it's, talks. And that's okay. You're good she, no, at it's it. a completely You're actually fine. the best at the world. You're <laughs> the best in the world at it. Yeah. The best in the world. How many and people can say that? And if it was easy, then everyone would do it and you wouldn't be the best in the world. Like, say, <laughs> you can be the best. Okay, you're being Giselle's mother. Listen, Giselle. Listen, honey. 
But you know what I mean? It's like, yes, it's I so, she's like, I don't want to be defined Fully. by my, my modeling. It's like, literally, you are the best <laughs> in the world. It's okay to be defined by the thing that you are extremely good at. What's the most challenging shoot that you've ever had? Uh, when I was in Iceland, uh, shooting uh, in the middle of real icebergs, but I was on top of a fake iceberg going like that in a slip dress. <laughs> Thank God I didn't fall. Um, I love this. Uh, she talks a lot about love. Quote, it's my religion. Energy. Quote, everything is energy, right? And vibrations. Wait, what? Life is like a tuning radio. So she basically, these are, her, these are her three quotes. Did they just say like Love, those words Love, it's my to religion. <laughs> yeah, so I feel, this seems like a, this seems. It's like this, fill in the blank. This section of the profile seems like a huge cop out because it's like, she talks a lot about love. It's my religion. Energy. Everything is energy, right? And vibrations. Life is like a tuning radio. But what they don't, <laughs> they don't follow up. Like they acknowledge that she said these wackadoo things, but they were like, let's not ask questions about this. Let's just let this well, lie because this is crazy. did talk a lot about them each, but it was so incomprehensible that they just like <laughs> took like the most meaningful parts of each like part that she said. What do you say when Giselle is like sitting in a chair with a shih tzu on her lap and she says everything is energy right you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> you grab another munchkin from like the pack on the yeah. ottoman <laughs> you're you like a long sip from your large dunkin donuts iced coffee milk you're and sugar. like, you're like giselle i'm the only one eating these i've almost finished the whole box i'm so sorry and she's like no no it's fine i've already i've already eaten a box i ate a box this morning don't yeah, worry she's about like, it <laughs> Do you have any dun- how many munchkins i've eaten in a lifetime i have a list of them right here <laughs> I, I had 36 munchkins <laughs> this morning do not worry about it. I got imagine, that box for you. Imagine there's two things that I want to imagine. That Giselle has, keep, has kept account of every munchkin she's ever eaten in her whole life. <laughs> or <laughs> that every morning Giselle eats like two munch. She gets to eat two munchkins. <laughs> Again, it's like, it's like that iconic Gwyneth Paltrow's one cigarette a week. Yes. <laughs> Giselle just like glides into the Dunkin' Donuts near her and like puts down 50 cents on the counter and they hand her one munchkin. I think they're more than 50 cents. Well, but it's Giselle. She can can pay 50. She gets a deal? Of course. (laughs) Giselle, welcome back. Giselle's here. She's like, I'll have my regular. They're like, yes, uh, one chocolate munchkin. (laughs) I'll have the usual. A large water, because she likes drinking out of the orange straws, and a munchkin. This is the worst bit, because we've now done it twice. I love Giselle and her munchkins. Okay, now, to end this interview, I was wondering if you could take this uh, guitar that I see right next to you. Sure. Sing me a song as, uh, as, as I see my way out. All right, so All right. let's see this. Let's do um, it, Giselle. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for stopping by. We are done for the week, which is a relief for you and for us, because um, we have to stop talking about Giselle. And um, anyway, yeah, that was a good episode. Oh, I, I was. Pl- I just yawned. Sorry. Um, that was good, that was fun. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with um, you know more about people and Westworld and all the things that you love the most about this podcast. And. Thank you to everyone again who came to our show. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Yeah, come see us in July and August and call 619-WHO-THEM to leave us a message. Uh, And have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you for stopping by.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.